Good morning, Clinton United Methodist Church. This is Pastor Michael coming to you live and in person from the mezzanine. Glad to see you all here with us today um, on this day that's starting to look a little bit brighter now. Uh and um, Durango red fireball and then the tall marigolds in the ivory and yellow. Um, if you need help with your order, don't hesitate to reach out to Sheila for help. You can go to cumcplantandflowersale.godaddysites.com to order. We will need tarps to lay down in the gym by Sunday, May 2nd. Please let Linda or Sheila know if you have one that we can borrow. For the plant sale, delivery is available for a $6 fee and will deliver to Clinton, Tipton, or Tecumseh. Also, she said that the day of the sale, they will have hanging baskets and planters here to sell also. April is Autistic Awareness Month. Sandy Cuevas is making Autistic Awareness ribbons and selling them each Sunday through the month of April for a donation. The money goes to the Jasmine's Voice Fund. They raise money for iPads to give to autistic children so they could communicate with other people. See Sandy in the parking lot after church. The women of the church started a cookbook years ago and we've decided to finish it and sell it at the craft show in November. If you have any recipes that you can share, please get them to Linda Strickland at nine at hotmail.com or drop them with the greeters on Sunday morning. We'd like recipes ASAP so we can start pulling them all together. And don't be like me and every day I think I gotta write them down, I gotta get them to her and I haven't done it yet. But it will happen this week. We need items for the food pantry in May. Toilet paper, dish soap, jello, pudding mix, jelly, tuna, baked beans, ramen noodles, canned carrots, ketchup, mustard, dressing, single toothbrushes, please no packages of toothbrushes, individually packaged please. And the Amazon Smiles program Attention Amazon shoppers, they've registered the church with the Amazon Smiles program. The church earns cash based on your purchases through this program. To sign up, go to this link, Amazon Smile. Dot, dot, colon, you shop, Amazon gives. Please direct your question to Dottie or Lizzie, Lizzie, Lisa, and then please share this with friends and family. All right. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Please join us all for the call to worship. Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise God, God in, in the, the heavens. heavens. Praise the Lord from the earth. Young, Young and, and old alike. alike. Men and women together. Praise the Lord. Please join us in our first hymn, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee, hymn number 89. Clouds. 
prayer this morning. Please join. O oh God, into a realm of clerics and kings, you sent your child to teach the wise and show the world what power there is in love. Keep us vigilant to hear the voices of those who speak your truth. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Our second hymn is Sing, Sing with All the Saints in Glory, number 702.
Please join with me now in our prayer for illumination. By the breath of your spirit, inspire us, that in the hearing of your word, we may be filled with new understanding and fresh desire to please you in all we do. For the sake of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is from Psalms 19, 7 through 14 in the NIV. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. With grateful hearts, let us offer ourselves and our gifts to God in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. No. 
sing the doxology. Loving God, we give you thanks for Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. Receive the gifts we offer in union with Christ's gifts for us. Clothe us with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, that we may be Christ for others. In his name we pray. Amen. I'd like to invite our youth and children to come on in for our youth moments and then Sunday school. We will be socially distancing, so please also have your masks on, and I will meet you in the narthex. All right. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good? We awake? Yeah. Mostly? Yeah. So, I have a question for you guys. We're going to go one at a time. I'm going to start with Olivia, okay? Do you have a favorite story in the Bible? Okay, so Jesus' crucifixion, all right. AJ, do you have a favorite story in the Bible? Okay, what about you, Dee? Do you have a favorite story in the Bible? Okay. Oh, David, King David, okay. Um, what about you? Do you have a favorite story in the Bible? 
No. That's not in the Bible. Um, what, a, what about either Miss Linda or the other Miss Linda? Do either of you have a favorite story in the Bible? Oh, I like David and Goliath. David and Goliath? Okay. Okay, I'm sorry, what did you say, other Linda? Same thing, okay. What about you, Kim? Do you have a favorite story in the Bible? Oh, Jesus walking on water. That's a good one. So, well, yeah, we can't walk on water. We, we don't, we don't, we're not able to do that, just Jesus. So, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is Jonah and the whale. Have you guys heard that one before? Yeah? Okay, so for, if you haven't heard the story... Jonah was a prophet, and God told Jonah that he needed to go tell a group of people that they needed to behave better and, and just be better people, um, or God was going was gonna, to you know, do something kind of bad. So Jonah didn't want to go. He didn't want to have to go to, the, to talk to those people, so he tried to run away and hide from God. Hold on. And he got on a boat and tried to go far away. And he ended up getting swallowed by a whale. Uh, I don't think he had a life jacket. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, because he was afraid. And so while he was in the, in the whale, he prayed to God. And God gave him a second chance, and the whale spit him out after three days. And then, yeah, it was probably pretty yucky. Yes, AJ, what? No, God, God wasn't hiding. Jonah was trying to hide. No. So Jonah went and told the people, they were in a city called Nineveh, he told them what God had said. And the reason that that's one of my favorite stories is because it teaches us that we can't hide from God. God is everywhere, and that's a good thing because that means we're never alone. But it also teaches us that God gives us second chances. So even when we make mistakes or do something bad, God forgives us. Yes, DeAndre. God always forgives us, especially when we say we're sorry. So that's why that's one of my favorite Bible stories, because it always makes me feel good knowing that God is everywhere and that God loves me no matter what happens. Does that sound like a pretty good story to you? Yeah. What what's up, AJ? Okay. Because God loves us. God loves us so much that God. DeAndre, 
DeAndre, please stop. God loves us so much that God forgives us when we do something wrong and gives us another chance, and God will keep giving us chances because God loves us just the way mommy and daddy love you guys. God loves everybody. No, God loves every single person in the whole wide world. What about Santa Claus? God loves Santa Claus too. <laughs> All right, you guys did a really good job. I need your help with something. The Can Lord's That's right, the Lord's Prayer. Can you help me? Yeah. You guys yeah, ready? Easy, easy okay. Our Father, Our Father who, art who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, come, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, will be done. On, earth as it is in on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the, power, and the, glory, and the glory, forever and ever. Forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You guys did an awesome job. Go grab a sucker and then go to Sunday school. All right, if you would all join me now in an attitude of prayer. Um, we have some prayer requests in our bulletin. Uh, we're asking for continued prayers for Nicole's parents, her mom Brenda and her dad Tim, who uh, both have been fighting COVID. They are in Florida. Um, we are praying for Louise's daughter's father-in-law, Bob Wheatley, uh, who is uh, in treatment for cancer, and they're having some issues getting his medication right. Uh, we are praying for Jenny Marsh, Tracy Young, and Molly uh, Kovac, who are all fighting cancer. 
We are praying for Dean uh, Nation, who is having some medical issues. Lifting up prayers for Maddox uh, Delory, a two-week-old baby who possibly has cystic fibrosis. Uh, prayers for Nancy Miller, who is now home and recovering from COVID. Um, I spoke with her yesterday on the phone. Uh, she sounds a lot like herself, um, but she knows she's got a, a bit of a way on the recovery. It could take quite a bit of time because um, it, it hit her pretty bad. So please keep her in your prayers. Um, she is able to talk on the phone, though, so if you... Uh, want to give her a call, I am sure she would uh, would love that. Um, last week we prayed uh, for Dwayne, uh, Rosemary's brother-in-law, um, who uh, was dying and he has now passed away uh, yesterday morning. Uh, so he has gone on to perfection with God, um, but continued prayers for Rosemary's family and the rest of Dwayne's family uh, as they mourn his passing. Um, also, we last week prayed for Darlene uh, Penerix, uh, who had been hospitalized with COVID, and she too um, has passed away, so prayers for her family. Um, also, I received a phone call this morning um, early from Phyllis Ross. Um, Terry has um, passed away. It was around, I think, 7 o'clock this morning. So he too has gone on to glory with God um, and prayers for, for Phyllis and all of their family as well. Um, we have prayers for Sherry, Andrea Boley's aunt, um, who is with hospice nearing the end of her life. Um, so prayers for a peaceful uh, and painless transition there as well as prayers for all of her family um, through this difficult time. And then uh, prayers for Sam uh, Solomon. Um, he had a double lung transplant on Wednesday due to complications with COVID. Um, I wasn't even aware you could do a double lung transplant. I can't even imagine what the recovery for that looks like and um, everything involved. So please keep uh, Sam in your prayers as, as he hopefully can heal uh, from that and, and get better. If you would join me now in an attitude of prayer. Holy and loving God, we come before you lifting the things that are on our hearts and our minds, our joys, our, our concerns, because you taught us to bring everything to you in prayer. This morning, we want to lift up prayers for all of those who work so hard to keep us safe in this world. All of our service men and women serving in the military and the armed forces, our police and firefighters, our first responders, and so many others. God, we ask that you would live in their hearts and minds, guide them in their words and actions, keep them safe and strong. For those who are far away from home, we pray that they may be able to return home soon and we could see an end to conflict in this world. God, we also pray for, 
We pray for our nation and for so many people in our nation who have been oppressed and hurt. We pray for those who have been murdered and abused. We pray for, for everyone, Lord, for not just those who are suffering, but those who are causing the suffering. We pray for those who are suffering, that their suffering might end, that they might be treated fairly and equally. They may not be persecuted. And we pray for those who are doing the oppressing and the pain causing. We pray that their eyes and their hearts might be opened, that they might come to change their ways. God, we pray that you would help us all to see the truth about one another, what you see us as all your beloved children, equal and worthy of being, of mercy and grace and love. All the ways we try to divide ourselves away from one another, those lines we draw, those walls we build, those chasms that we think can never be crossed, help us to know that they're not there, they're not real. In the eyes of our creator, we are all the same and we are all loved. We also give thanks and lift up all of those who are working so hard to help all of us who are suffering from doctors and nurses and other medical professionals like research scientists and, and lab technicians, to our psychologists, our psychiatrists, and our social workers, to so many others who are trying to end suffering. There are so many times we can find ourselves in dark places, in pain, we are thankful for all that they do to help to ease that pain, to help us to heal. And God, we pray that you would help us to not just see that truth about each other, but help us to hear where you call us, help us to become the people you intend us to be. Help us to love one another the way that you have loved us. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly on our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day. In the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Because we have passed through the waters of baptism, we dare to bear our souls before God and reveal the bitterness that dwells in our hearts. Trusting in God's grace, let us confess our sins together. If you'd please join me in our prayer of confession. God of wonder, you surround us with signs of your glory and surprise us with your presence. Yet we often miss the marvels you place before us. Forgive our dullness and make us alert to the ways you make yourself known, that we might be witnesses to your good news and proclaim your extravagant love through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession.
Beloved children of God, in Jesus Christ, God saved us, not because of any good works that we have done, but according to God's mercy, through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, people of God rejoice. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. Please join us in the affirmation of faith, number on page 882. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our second scripture reading this morning is Colossians 3, 1 through 3, and 12 through 17 in the NIV. Living as those made alive in Christ. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, thanks, thanks be, be to, to God. God. Our next hymn is All People on Earth That on Earth Do Dwell, number 75. Come. Oh. 
Our third reading for this morning comes from the book of Proverbs chapter 17, verses 17 through 22. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. One who has no sense shakes hands and pledge and puts up security for a neighbor. Whoever loves a quarrel loves sin. Whoever builds a high gate invites destruction. One whose heart is corrupt does not prosper. One whose tongue is perverse falls into trouble. To have a fool for a child brings grief. There is no joy for the parents of a godless fool. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. This is the word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. If you'd please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of wisdom and grace, you have made our hearts to love, to care, to show mercy, to hold all our life within. But you also made our hearts to be a gauge of our lives and a place for the Holy Spirit to live within us. Help us to not only guard our hearts, but to work to always carry a cheerful heart. May the love you show us in all creation also flow from our own hearts to others. We ask that our hearts might mirror the heart of Jesus in every way. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Good morning and God's blessings to you all. Today we are going into week two of our current sermon series, Proverbs, Words of Wisdom. As I mentioned last week, the book of Proverbs is not often a focus for preaching and sermons, and it only appears uh, a very few number of times in the Revised Common Lectionary, the three-year schedule of texts for use in preaching and in worship that many pastors and denominations follow. And again, this book is typically described as an anthology of collections of sayings and instructions whose primary purpose was to teach wisdom to young and old. Last week, we focused on Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 27, and the instruction to guard one's heart. We focused on how the heart is where everything we do flows from and that it holds our capacity to live with joy and vigor. This week, we're moving on to our last reading that we just heard, Proverbs chapter 17, verses 17 through 22. And this passage contains a general focus on the heart and on love, but the final verse will be our primary focus. This message is titled, A Cheerful Heart. Now, many biblical scholars will point out that in this, in this passage, verses 20 and 22 describe various mental states of heart and spirit and how they affect one's life. And this text, when we read it as a series, asserts first that the twisted, scheming person will have a life of trouble. And then secondly, it also teaches us that a happy or cheerful heart 
is the key to a full and healthy life. And I think we see these things further supported in verses 17 and 19. Verse 17 supports verse 22, talking about that a friend is someone who always loves, which I would argue would bring joy or cheerfulness to our hearts. Verse 19 talks about those who love to quarrel, love sin, which to me sounds like a corrupt heart that is mentioned in verse 20. The book of Proverbs speaks several times on the benefits of a happy frame of mind. In many places, joy is encouraged, while anxiety and discouragement are lifted as only things that weigh a person down. We find these ideas in chapter 12, verse 25. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Chapter 15, verse 13. A happy heart makes the face cheerful but heartache crushes the spirit. Chapter 15, verse 15, all the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. And chapter 18, verse 14, that says the human spirit can endure in sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? Biblical scholar Matthew Henry writes that Solomon means a heart rejoicing in God and serving him with gladness and then taking the comfort of outward enjoyments and particularly that of pleasant conversation. It is a great mercy that God gives us leave to be cheerful and cause to be cheerful, especially by his grace he gives us cheerful hearts to be cheerful, or gives us hearts to be cheerful, sorry. Henry goes on to explain that the sorrows of the mind often contribute very much to the sickliness of the body, a broken spirit sunk by the burden of afflictions, and especially a conscious conscience wounded with the sense of guilt and fear of wrath, dries the bones, wastes the radical moisture, exhausts the very marrow, and makes the body a mere skeleton." What's interesting, as some of you may already know and believe, is that there is actually medical evidence to support these ideas. According to a review of more than 160 studies of human and animal studies, happy people do tend to live longer and experience better health than their unhappy peers. The lead author of this review, University of Illinois Professor Emeritus of Psychology Ed Diener, summarized in saying, the general conclusion from each type of study is that your subjective well-being, that is, feeling positive about your life, not stressed out, not depressed, contributes to both longevity and better health among healthy populations. To take this further, there is Japanese research printed in the American Journal of Cardiology that shows the effect of mirthful laughter and that it, in, and that it increases beneficial endothelial function. Essentially, what they did is a study that showed that participants watching a comedy film had positive markers of endothelial health while those who were watching a stressful documentary had a decline in artery health. 
Another study from the Journal of Biobehavioral Medicine showed that listening to joyful music was also good for artery health, while anxiety-inducing music was bad for the arteries. The study further showed that self-selected joyful music was associated with increased endothelial function to a magnitude previously observed with aerobic activity or statin drug therapy. So I guess that section in Reader's Digest is right then. Laughter really is the best medicine. The Mayo Clinic actually has a whole page on their website dedicated to this very idea. It lists short-term benefits of laughing as stimulating many organs due to your intake of oxygen-rich air, activation and relieving your stress response, and the soothing of tension. Long-term effects include improving your immune system, relief of pain, increase of personal satisfaction, and improvement of one's mood. And while we can debate the difference between cheerfulness and laughter, I do think there is some direct connection between them, enough that the debate is not needed, at least not this morning at this moment. Now, I will say that in Proverbs, the claim about a cheerful heart is not necessarily talking about laughter, or at least not solely about laughter. It is much more likely and supported that it's referring to being cheerful in the knowledge of God and God's love, mercy, and grace. The cheerfulness of knowing that God loves us, protects us, walks alongside us, never abandons us, and wants to be in relationship with us. Those are things that hopefully bring cheerful feelings to our hearts. But I do also believe that God has a sense of humor and that laughter can be a holy thing. It may not always be a holy thing, but I do believe there are situations and contexts in which laughter can very much be a holy thing. So how do we keep a cheerful heart? I think we need to be incredibly careful here regarding how we might talk about this or try to encourage others to have a cheerful heart. When we look at people suffering from depression, telling them to just cheer up and be happy is the equivalent of telling a cancer patient to just stop having cancer and get on with their life. Well, I agree with what we can extrapolate from the scripture passage that if cheerfulness brings good health, something like depression can negatively affect our health, we must also acknowledge that depression is not a choice, but it is the same as suffering from any other illness that can come into our lives. A cheerful heart can be understood as not meaning that we are always smiling and laughing constantly, and if you do that too much in public, they might take you away, um, but a cheerful heart is something we can hold even when life is stressful and hard. Let us quickly look back at what Henry wrote about Solomon's meaning of a cheerful heart. A heart rejoicing in God and serving him with gladness and then taking the comfort of outward enjoyments and particularly that of pleasant conversation. It is a great mercy that God gives us leave to be cheerful and cause to be cheerful especially if by his grace he gives us hearts to be cheerful. So how does this help us think about ways to carry a cheerful heart? 
Well, one way to think about it is the idea that a joyful heart rests in God's control of life. Ever since the fall of Adam and Eve, humanity have been trying to be in control of our own lives. And I don't know about all of you, but trying to be in constant and complete control of everything in my life is exhausting and it never ends. But if we can humble ourselves and trust in God, it presents a much different picture. We can pray to God for help and trust God with whatever the outcome might be, from a health crisis to family conflict to job loss and more. We can rest in believing that God knows what troubles we face and struggle with and that God cares about all of it and us. Another way I think that we can work to carry a cheerful heart is to remember God's character and promises. Again, ever since the fall, humanity has believed that we know better than anyone else, including God. But when we take some time and study God's attributes, when we struggle to believe that God is loving, forgiving, and powerful, we can find renewal. We can replace thoughts that dry up the bones with life-giving truth, including that God is good and faithful. A great place to start is Psalm 145. And then I also believe we should try to remember that a cheerful heart perseveres because of the hope we have in Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, reminds us to rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Many people believe that a person who keeps praying is the person who perseveres. When we pray, often we will cast our anxieties and worries on God. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily that our circumstances will change. Truth be told, we may not know or see the outcome for months or even years. We must remember that God works according to God's plans in time, not ours. But each day we press on to live for God's glory in dependence on God, trusting in God. Now, I know right now the idea of having a cheerful heart might seem really difficult or even impossible or maybe only possible for fleeting moments here and there. I get that, I, I really do. This pandemic is exhausting and painful. The political climate of our country is scary and frightening. We are seeing what feels like some of the worst sides of humanity. But there are even some practical things I think we can do to help us have cheerful hearts. Things like singing, praising God, and giving God thanks lend themselves to a cheerful heart. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20 tell us to speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When our hearts need hope and need to find a happy place, it can be truly challenging. 
We are surrounded by health challenges, death, racism, sexism, hatred, confusion, controversy, and so many other dark realities. But I want to challenge you to try a few things. And I mean this very sincerely. When you're feeling terrible, I want you to sing. Sing a song, sing a song that brings you joy and happiness. It could be a favorite hymn, a favorite song from the radio. It could be a song that you make up. And when you find yourself amid your difficulties in life, I want you to praise God. Take a few minutes to breathe deep and lift praises to God aloud or silently in your heart. And I want you to give thanks to God even when you're not feeling very thankful. I completely and absolutely in the very depths of my being believe that if you do these things, you have a much better chance of finding yourself smiling, feeling encouraged by God's ever-abiding presence, and enveloped in the peace and hope that only God can give. A cheerful heart doesn't mean you walk around whistling and giddy all of the time, although that's totally acceptable too. But rather, a cheerful heart is good medicine because it's what helps us to get through the hard times in life. Because a cheerful heart comes through the knowledge and trust in God. I pray that all of you may find yourself with a cheerful heart and help share this with others that they may too. Amen. This morning we are going to continue with our uh, ending song being a more contemporary uh, song. We are going to, in a moment here, listen to Casting Crown's version of Joyful, Joyful, which uh, Kim sang for us earlier, and you may have sang along with in your cars. Um, so the words are pretty much all the same, just a slightly different tempo and music. Uh, so I invite you now to, uh, to listen to their rendition of Joyful, Joyful.
Beloved children of God, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God through him. May the Christ inhabit you, may the Father uphold you, and the Spirit sustain you now and forevermore. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Amen.